welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the second episode into the series called Conflict Resolution Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm approaching September with an outlook on perspectives and mindsets through conflicts and resolutions. Whether those are conflicts within friendships, relationships, or even in professional settings, How does one react or respond in conflicts? And better yet, how can the conflict be resolved? In this episode called The Truth Behind Conflict Within Friendships, I talk about the causes behind conflicts in our friendships, things I've learned about friendships in my late 20s, how to cope with friendship breakups, and more. This season was inspired by some series of events I've dealt with in my own experience. Just like in life, we are all swept up in situations that cause us to react or respond in ways we wouldn't normally. So I wanted to dive deeper into what causes these situations, how we can prevent them or respond to them. Before I dive into today's podcast episode, I have to do a life recap first. And just like that, we are coasting into a new month, September. And with the change of a new month and season, comes what I like to call a seasonal transition. Typically this month, which marks the start of fall in my book, I'm a fall girl at heart, so I'll take any excuse to celebrate my favorite season early. Anyway, this month is where I start to get into the fall slash winter months mindset, where I start to itch for change. I developed this type of mindset back in college at UNC Chapel Hill, where I would implement new types of blog post ideas or outfit ideas back when I was a fashion blogger. And since then, this mindset has carried over where I start to crave for something different. Sometimes the change is physical, like going blonde or darker, which in this case, I've been loving so far since I made the switch back in December. And sometimes... The change is emotional, like letting go of someone who I thought for the longest time was good for me, when in reality, wasn't. And sometimes, the change is mental, like deciding to implement a new business plan and start seeing my agency as a company rather than just me, a person. All changes that require a lot of thinking, reflecting, and action, which has been what's been occupying the majority of my life lately. Besides training every day for a marathon to learning the ins and outs of what it means to be a business owner in this day and age living in New York City, mind you, to prioritizing my health mentally and physically, to exploring what it means to be in a relationship that is changing the stereotype of what I used to cast on relationships prior to being in one. I can feel the seasonal transition already, and I'm not talking about the weather. I've always downplayed my knowledge of what it means to own a business in New York City, primarily because I never really wanted to face the facts of what it takes to see it succeed. Whenever someone would ask me how I manage my own agency, I used to respond in a shrugging manner because... Truthfully, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing half of the time, 
I never took a business class or course. So who was I to be able to share any knowledge on building your own business? And in New York City, of all places. This past weekend was Labor Day weekend. And as much as I wanted to take Monday off, I wound up working the entire day from start to finish. This isn't a complaint, but more of a reflection. It was almost like a foreshadow of what my days would look like if I didn't find a way to work smarter, not harder. And as a business owner, that's what I really struggle with. I'm really good at working hard. I check all the boxes when it comes to having a solid to-do list from start to finish. I check all the boxes for being diligent, thorough, meticulous to detail, and easy to work with. But one of the hardest parts of being a business owner is following through on your own boundaries. Why? Because it's you. And when you're working with yourself for yourself, you treat you for who you are and your work ethic not as an employee. And thus, the workload crosses that boundary of good enough and too much. And you learn that disciplining yourself is not as easy as disciplining your employees. How do you switch that professional and personal mode off and on with yourself? I'm continuously learning every day on that boundary setting and what I can do to keep myself in check. But man, these past two weeks have really been quite the struggle. But I like to see it as this. God gives you pain for preparation. Like I said, seasonal transition is coming. And as we start to change our wardrobes with the changing of the leaves, I too will be ready. I think that's a great place to end the recap and get into the episode. This topic feels a little heavy, I'll be quite honest. Not heavy in the sense that I'm carrying a heavy burden around with me, but heavy in the way that this topic hits close to home for me. I always felt like I was the kind of person that couldn't keep a true friendship for more than a year. Either someone moved, some issue occurred, one of us drifted apart, or something caused the friendship to just die down. When we were younger, there weren't lots of requirements we looked for in a friend. Maybe they needed to be the same height, lived in the same neighborhood, shared a love for a certain sport. Boom. Suddenly, we had a BFF. But as we grow older, you'll naturally start to realize that the people you so-called best friends with start to realize that you have differences, move to a new city, and suddenly the only way you're keeping up with them is a string of periodic Facebook updates. And you start to think, did this friend just break up with me? Why are we no longer speaking? What happened between our friendship? And you know what they don't tell us about friendships in our adulthood? It's that it's not a falling out more than it is just the natural progression of things. Time moves on, so do we. As adults, our friendships are slightly more strategic, created based on deeper things we have in common, and rejected by what we do not. I guess you can say we're pickier, and it's the commonality and shared interests that bring us together, whether we realize it or not. We realize that 
Our friendships form seeking company we enjoy that challenges us and encourages us to be the best we can be. There's this beautiful quote by Brene Brown that goes, Vulnerability is the birthplace of connection and the path to the feeling of worthiness. It's uncomfortable to share deeper parts of you with a stranger initially, but it's those vulnerable moments you share with someone that opens the door to trust and relatability that causes someone to want to do the same with you. And I find it rather interesting because think of all the friendships that have formed in your life because of unexpected circumstances. For instance, I'm still pretty good friends with someone from my middle school, a friendship that dates way, way back. And the friendship oddly formed after she was mean to me and took my dessert erasers, which by the way, were the coolest things back when I was in middle school. Or at least, so I thought. Another friendship was formed by stalking one another on Instagram back in college and sliding into her DMs for coffee. And we've been friends ever since my junior year. It was easier back then, you know? Putting ourselves out there. Being weird because maybe your maturity hadn't kicked in yet. But now, friendships as an adult can be very selective, judgmental, and almost feels like you're online dating someone. So let's dive a little deeper into the truth behind conflicts within friendships. Sometimes I wish there were a handbook to resolving issues within friends. It's interesting, really, how little guidance is given to us as we navigate conflicts with friends. It's not in the form of those struggling with romance. We have romantic movies for that. We have songs for that. Let's be real. We're never going to internally have those moments, those perfect moments, like Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, and Charlotte from Sex and the City, where they're strutting arm in arm. Friendships are complicated, too. Navigating friendships weren't always the easiest relationships for me growing up. I always believed that I needed to keep the friends at bay, arm's length apart at all times. They knew a lot about me, but never the deepest parts. I treaded lightly in between that fine line of I'm telling them too little to I'm not telling them enough. I gave them just enough of me to make them feel like we were close and I loved every bit of it. Why? There were never any conflicts. We were never too close to even have any conflicts arise, nor did we ever have the opportunity to come near one. But as I've gotten older and learned more about what I truly value in a friendship, I learned that I wasn't being true to myself or them. Because keeping someone at a honeymoon stage even with friendships, is just pretending. And pretending doesn't equate a real friendship. It just masks all the bad parts of one. I learned that, one, the difficult conversations and situations are what truly challenge a friendship to grow. Two, friendships can drift apart, and that doesn't always mean someone is to blame. Three, You can't expect a friend to treat you how you would treat them. Four, 
Some friendships are only for a chapter, not the entire book. And five, you shouldn't fight for someone to stay in your life when they aren't showing the same effort back. I know that some causes behind conflicts and friendships have been due to miscommunication. If only we had a dollar for every time miscommunication started arguments, right? Most of the time, it's because someone interpreted something incorrectly. Another conflict that arises in friendship is breaking one's trust. Trust is a hard thing to come by these days. And I don't know if it's always been like that, or if it's just become more common to trust people less now. But I see it all around me so frequently. On TikTok, I'll come across so many videos where girls and guys share their dating experiences and how they have trust issues due to their past relationships and how they refuse to trust anyone. Giving a person your full trust is a huge piece of vulnerability between you and that other person. Isn't it fascinating how it takes years to build trust, but seconds to destroy it? When a friend betrays you, it's hard to regain that trust again. I found that disagreement in friendships can also cause conflict. Disagreements are bound to happen between two people because even if you have shared interests with someone, that doesn't mean you think exactly the same way they do. I don't think it's really the disagreement itself that causes conflict, but more so the way that disagreement is handled. Sometimes it's handled in such a sloppy manner that it causes conflict that can hurt the friendship. And when friendships are bruised and broken, Something we should do is normalize the fact that sometimes friendships do end, and that can actually be healthy. It requires a lot of mental and emotional attention because we haven't been taught to carry this expectation into our friend relationships. When it comes to coping with friendship breakups, I always remember that it is completely natural for friendships to wax and wane. There isn't a guidebook that states we must be friends with the same people our entire lives. But sometimes, we attach negativity to an ending, a close of a relationship. Just because something ends doesn't negate the positive aspects. Maybe it's a beautiful lesson that you will cherish for the rest of your life, or a wonderful chapter in your life that was very valuable and precious to you. Calling it quits with a friend doesn't have to have a bad ending. And it takes maturity for both parties to realize that. I can't promise that coping with a friendship breakup will be easy. But I am a firm believer that things really have a way of showing us why they happen. In time. Now it's your turn. Have you experienced conflict within your friendships? What was the biggest conflict? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to send me an email at grace at gracefullymade.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram at bygracely. The description will be in the show notes below. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. 
Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another episode into the conflict resolution series. This time, I'll share conflict within relationships. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.